All right, welcome back, everyone. What we're going to do now is we're going to jump straight in and answer a few questions from listeners. Uh, any any time that you want, you can shoot through some questions to us. We'll do our best to answer them on the Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you uh, you bank them up and send them on through around about podcast time, which is going to be Mondays as of next week, yep. uh, we'll be able to give you a hand with whatever you want. So just looking at some that have been sent through this week. Uh, we've got one from Brody. Uh, he's wondering uh, what our thoughts are on guys as points of difference in AFL fantasy. Uh, Walters, Savage, and Crozier. Um, I'm assuming he's gone from a salary cap point of view. Yeah, I suspect so if he's talking about points of difference. Um, so, so we'll go through Walters first. Um, Michael Walters, as a forward, he's 560k. That is very interesting. If he plays midfield minutes, we all know what he does. Yeah, if he plays midfield, then... Ballantyne's done enough this preseason, uh, particularly last mm-hmm. game, to say that, yeah, he will still definitely be in the forward pocket. Matera will be in the other forward pocket. Matera will be in the other forward pocket. I, I reckon he probably does play some midfield minutes. I don't mind it, to be honest. I actually don't mind it. I think um, it, it's a, definitely a POD. But I wouldn't be advocating it. No. But if you want to try and get a uh, bit of a head start on people, mm-hmm. wait, roll wait, the dice. Wait and watch for me. I wouldn't bring him in round one. Like, uh, for the start of the season. Oh, yeah. Fair point. I would see what he does in round one. And if he's playing a lot of midfield minutes, he's not going to go up by too much that first week. You yeah. can bring him on in the second week. Yeah. Um, don't, yeah, I, I wouldn't be starting yeah, with Walters. playing Port round one, so mm. he's not. you wouldn't think he's going to score huge in yeah. that game. So, uh, Walters, uh, just wait and see for me. Mm-hmm. Crozier, I love. I mean, you know yes. what I was thinking about for Crozier. Um, Probably not in salary cap, though, just because he's still just that bit expensive and I don't think he goes up too much in price. I think there's better options. Um, Shane Savage, though, is the one for me. I do not mind at all having him in um, uh, starting your your side uh, with Shane Savage in your team because he's, he's well enough priced. I think he's just above most others. So he's about 570K, something around about there. So he's not in line with those top scorers like... Uh, even Robertson, 636. Mm. Um, but, yeah, what I, I'm pretty happy to say that if you start the year with um, Shane Savage in your side, he's got, it's going to pay off for you. And they're playing Brisbane Lions round one. Oh, no issue with that. Yeah, Shane Savage, I, I'd be happy to lock and load. Out of those three, that's the one I would be most happy with. Yeah, I'm probably most comfortable with Savage. You're leaning towards that as well? Yeah. Beauty. Well, uh, I'd probably go, uh, yeah, Savage Walters. Yeah, that'll be my my rankings as well. Um, Next one off the rank, uh, Peter has sent through a question. In classic, who are the must-have rookies in each position? Um, Also, I've just started a redraft league with a lot of people being first-timers. Should I take it easy on them or push them in the wrong direction? That's an awesome question. I love that. (laughs) that. Um, All right, first part of the question, who are the rookies, must-have rookies in each position? Um, Midfield's easy for me. It's Andrew Brayshaw. Um, That's that's my must-have. Um, I'd probably go midfield. Uh, you have to, I think, yeah, Brayshaw definitely. Um, Banfield and Holman I, I, I are was, very close to definites. Yeah. I think Assuming and, um, Holman gets around once. Yeah, Andrew Brayshaw is just a really safe choice. He is, I, yeah. I think that um, he's the, the must have there. Um, Darcy Cameron, obviously, for a rock as well. That's just, yeah, yeah. that's a given. Yeah. Uh, forward line, Rich. Um, hmm? Fritch. Yeah, Fritch. Fritch is the must-have one in that Fritch position. Is have. Um, so the defense is an interesting one. I would say probably Doty, uh, Tommy D. Tommy D. Sam Murray. If he if gets he's named, named, if Sam Murray's named round one, he's my must-have there. Um, 
it's, it's really tough. Do you to want f- to say Cofield? I'm pretty happy to say Cofield as well. Co- yeah, Cofield is just so composed. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say must have, but <clears throat> very, very, very strongly. I'd probably say advocate. even though he's even though Cofield probably scores better than him this year when he plays. Uh, Tommy D is the one that I would say is a must-have. Just because of the price, 170k. He's cheap. He's going to play every single game as well, uh, Mm -hmm. that he's not injured. So I have no issue saying Tommy D. Yep. Beauty. Yeah, I hope that helped, Peter. Uh, I actually know the second part of the question. Oh, come on. Do do you want them to come back again next year? (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I I reckon long con. Lure them in nice and easy year one. Yeah. Smash them year two. Love it. Um, They're uh, invested by that point. They might come back year three. Can't say they're not experienced by year two either. Can't say they don't know the ropes by then. Exactly. I don't mind throwing the odd curveball in, to be honest. Oh, yeah, the odd one, yeah. You you know I don't mind that a little bit, but don't don't be too too cruel about it, you know? Don't say that Jack Higgins is the must-have draft picker this year because he's a great (laughs) fantasy player at underage level when you know he's not going to play many games. Um, So, yeah, just... uh, be mindful that you want them to come back next year, mate. <laughs> it's, yes. We'll it's, always, it's always more fun when you're <laughs> able to draft and play with the same people year on year because you can build up rivalries and that sort of the, the stories and stuff. It's just more fun. So exactly. you don't chase them away too early. If you, it's best when you have a bit of a history there. Like um, if you like Nick Re- Rewalt was a, <laughs> has, a, has a long history in our redraft league of, uh, of winning grand finals or finals appearances. So You have a long history of sniping my draft picks in damn, pieces. Damn so. straight I do, mate. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the next question. We've got one through from Nick. He's uh, asking, uh, from a salary cap point of view, are you boys loading up on quality mids and having more rookies in other positions? Or do you have more of an even spread of your top players and rookies? So I think we've both gone fairly heavy on heavy on midfielders, elite yeah. midfielders. I think we've both gone fairly heavy on mid-price defenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I actually haven't gone too heavy on mid-price defenders at all. I've literally got my midfield is loaded at the moment. Um, I'm looking at your team now. Yeah, so so my midfield is absolutely loaded. Yeah, you've got. Five guns in your midfield at the moment. One yeah. mid-pricer, two rookies on mm-hmm. your starting team. Your defense, you've got three that I probably classify as guns. Yeah, to, to an extent. I two mean, and a half. Crisp yeah. is sort of half. Crisp is an interesting one. And then three rookies starting there. And then in your forward line, you've got uh, two guns, a mid-pricer, and three Three rookie price players essentially. So, so my I've gone really heavy in the midfield. I've wanted like you know I've got um uh, Dusty Martin, Zach Merritt, um, uh, obviously Tom Mitchell as well. Um, Fife and Crouch, Fife and Crouch, Matt Crouch, obviously. Um, yeah, and, and those are really big players for me. Yeah, and I've gone fairly similar. I've gone heavy in the midfield, mid prices in the back line, and some rookies in the forward line. Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, uh, and uh, so I. I, for me, I've loaded up on uh, Guns and Rooks this year, mm-hmm. but you know, if you really want to spread it out, um, I have no issue with that either. Yeah. Um, another question from Nick, actually. Uh, do you guys have any good ways of determining your draft order? And also, how many Ruckman would you suggest for each team in draft leagues? So, um, first part of that question, no. <laughs> no, not for I, me. I personally, um, our initial keeper draft where we did the... Um, uh, uh, the Mario Kart race uh, that on was, auto. That was fantastic. I quite liked that. Yeah, that that was brilliant. That was good fun. So we, what we did was we uh, we played a game of Mario Kart where it was set to um, auto finish. So 
We just had... 12. I think there was one person that had to be in the race for it to actually happen, and they just sat at the, the start exactly. line and didn't move. Exactly. And then we just watched all the autos drive. Yep, um, and the, uh, the you know top draft pick went to the winner of the race, so on and so forth. Yep. That, that was brilliant. I mean, there's, there's card games that you can play. You can base it on other sports. You can... You know, you can make horse racing bets. You know, you can do what you want. Yeah, so, they're interesting. Do you want to talk about the redraft from last year? Oh, what happened there? I can't even remember. Um, the the bachelor finishing. Oh God, yeah, that was. So what we did was we had a um, uh, everyone at the start of the new season of the bachelor got given one of the bachelorettes as a uh, as their player, the champion, the champion. Exactly. So their um, uh, your pick depended on how high your person finished. Yeah. So, it doesn't really matter too much because most drafts, I mean, every draft should be a snake order draft. Yeah, um, it's the fairest way in, in our opinion. Exactly. But um, it's just a handy little way to make sure there's no arguments on draft day. Yeah. Um, and that's good fun. You know, reality TV can be useful every once in a while. <laughs> um, and his second part of his question was, how many Ruckman would you suggest for each team in draft leagues? I, I like two personally because I like having a bit I, of variety. I do as well because I think it makes it more challenging. Um particularly having to work the waivers a little bit. And if you're someone that particularly likes... Um, <clears throat> if you're someone that particularly likes trading, it makes trading a little bit more necessary as well if you need to trade to get those players to actually fill your lineup. Yep. Um, but I, I know a lot of leagues only do one playing Ruckman. Yeah, that's a, yeah it's, it seems to be the way a lot of draft leagues are going, but I like having two for some variety. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the next question from uh, from Magnus. Yeah, how are you, mate? Uh, good to see you sending in another question. So he's wondering if Shy Bolton in AFL fantasy is a good rookie option. Jeez, um, he's cheap. He, he's, he's about, he is. I think he's about 240k, to be honest, um, somewhere around about there, which means he's on that same price level as like a Luke Partington. Yes. Uh, and he well, he hasn't done anything this preseason. Um uh, you know what? I might take Bolton over Partington. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, I I don't have an issue with it to be honest because he's going to play. Uh, he's going. To... I'm just not sure he's going to be a high scorer. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I I don't mind it for the first few weeks while Rioli's out, just to get you a few points and then you trade him out. Um, but there, there's probably better options to be honest. Yeah, he's actually 30k less than Partington. As well, so well, then I'd definitely go Bolton over Partington. Yeah, look, I, I assume you'd only be playing him if all the cheaper go-to lock-in rookies in the forward line are already taken, and you yeah. have to place a rookie price play there. Yeah, um, if you're going him over some of those other go-to lock-in rookies, mm-hmm. I think that's probably not the right move to make. Agree. Um, we've got a second part of that question from Magnus is, uh, oh, he's wondering if we follow Supercoach at all. Uh, he's trying to work out what round to take Rants in the Supercoach draft is. Sorry, but no, no, no neither of us have ever played Supercoach. We, we don't play Supercoach. That's just too complicated for us, mate. We're simple men. Um, yep. uh, but simple, also, busy men. We, it's we have just a, too hard. We also have a long and complicated history with a Mr. Alex Rance. So, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that here, but you'll no doubt hear about that during the rest of the year. So, um, we've got a question through from Ryan as well. Uh, he's wondering if you had the choice of these of two of these mid prices, who would you take? So, Angus Brayshaw, Ryan Clark, Caleb Marchbank, Hayden Crozier, Paul Seedsman, Callum Mills, or Josh Dunkley. Wow, what right. options? That, that's a few options for me. Angus Brayshaw's top of that list. Can you list him again? Angus Brayshaw, Brayshaw Ryan Clark, Clark uh, Caleb Marchbank, yep. uh, 
Hayden Crozier, Paul Seedsman, Callum Mills, or Josh Dunkley? And we're picking two. Two. All right. Josh Dunkley's out for me. Yeah. Scratch Dunkley. Scratch. Scratch. Crozier. Scratch Crozier. Scratch Seedsman for me as well, to be honest. Scratch Seedsman. I'm leaning towards Mills and who did we start with? Clark and Martin. So Mills and Brayshaw. Yeah, so Mills thinking. and Brayshaw, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm pretty But happy. I also don't mind Marchbank. I don't mind Marchbank either. And you know that I think Clark is going to have his breakout year this year. So yeah. I don't mind you saying Angus Brayshaw is your one that you can lock in there. And then, you know, realistically, you could choose any one of those three and we'd be pretty happy. Having said that, Brayshaw, you are taking the risk of the concussion issue. So yes. if you'd rather go safe... Uh, maybe a Mills, um, Mills, March Bank. Mills and Marchbank. Or I like Mills and Clark as well, to be honest. Both yeah, of them, I'd yeah. rather go Mills and Marchbank, personally. Um, so, uh, hope that helped out, Ryan. Uh, we've got another question through uh, when Twitter decides to load for me here. Uh, that is from uh, Luke. Uh, he's a uh, Bragging a little bit, so he's picked up Weedering and Mullet today in his draft league. I think Weedering is a great pickup uh, yeah. because we've already spoken about how he's going to get those extra plus sixes. Don't mind picking up Mullet either with that late, late round pick if you think yeah. that he's a chance it's to a get speculative those. late pick. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but he's wondering if there's any late round guys we'd suggest picking up after the 300s in a draft. So this is obviously a very deep draft. Jeez, that's a deep draft. Um, you must have uh, either a fair few teams in it or your teams must be very, very large. Long lists, yeah. Um, um, okay, so some oof. deeper guys. I mean, uh, maybe like a, a... We we spoke about it earlier a little bit because yeah. you have to do some research for this question when you're going into the 300s. Um, maybe like a, a Trent Dumont was someone yeah, that I we... actually completely forgot all the guys that we came up with earlier. <laughs> we should have written it down. We, we should have. We <laughs> Research. What is that? Um, Trent Dumont's an interesting one because he will fall. People won't pick up Trent Dumont. Um, and, you know, if you can pick him up very, very late, um, he's a he's a half-decent option because we don't know how North Melbourne are going to structure up in terms of their midfield this year. Um, uh, yeah, we uh, try and think of some more. Shit, we had like four or five. I, I think we did, but, uh, but that's always tricky. Um, we... Yeah, we might need to take that one on notice and get back to you. We, we might need to give you a, a personal message, mate, or just uh, tweet that one out to you. Um, oh, actually, another one. Ben Keys was one that we were very interested yes. in. Um, because as a forward, he's got a little bit more value. And he's that one who, along with Reese Matheson, yeah, could, could do something. Everything people are saying about Matheson could just as easily apply to Keys. Yeah. But nobody's talking about Keys. Yeah, 100%. Um, it'd be interesting if you really, with your last, last pick in the 300s, Maybe, maybe, if you're desperate, you could take a punt on Harley Bennell if you think that he can get back yeah. into the uh, good graces of Ross Lyon. The other one we mentioned was Aaron Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron Young. Possibly. Again, you're not sure what his role is going to be out at um, Gold Coast, mm-hmm. but you never know. He he had that one good year at Port. Yep. Um, realistically, with this sort of question, you're probably looking at one or two options. You're looking at someone that has good job security, but hasn't really shown a lot fantasy-wise and mm-hmm. you're hoping they're going to have an amazing year. Mm-hmm. Or you're looking at someone that has shown some fantasy glimpses or, or has shown they can play fantasy, mm-hmm. but they just aren't best 22. Yeah. So yeah. you're hoping that something happens to give them a spot in the in the lineup. Definitely. I mean, um, maybe even the other Bailey, Bailey Williams, might be one that slides. Yep, absolutely. Um, like Corey Maynard or... Um, yes, I like Corey Maynard, yeah. actually. Corey Maynard's a good option. Even like... A, James Aish might slide quite a bit. He probably would slide. But I, I don't know if he's best 22. Like you said, you know, they're either, they have some fantasy chops, but they're not best 22, or they are, 
best 22, but you're not sure that they have the ability to, to score fantasy-wise and you're hoping that they take that yeah. next step. Yeah. Um, so it's very speculative around the 300s. You've just got to sort of and go with your gut. You could, and this is for those that are really, really keen to go out there on the edge and really risk things, mm-hmm. um, with Brody Smith gone, it might not be a Seedsman, it might not be a Bryce Gibbs, mm-hmm. it might be a Kelly or a Luke Bryant, Brown. Yeah, that's true. Brown yeah. has shown the ability to get the ball a little mm-hmm. bit. It could be one of them that picks it up a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't advocate either of those options. No, 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 no. But currently Hampton, you know, yeah. is, is he the is he the guy that could slot into that spot? I, I we don't know how that they're going to at work. At that point, realistically, you're probably looking at your last pick. So just just go with your gut. There, roll, guys. roll the dice. Go with your gut. Definitely. Um, we've got a, a couple of questions through from Kieran as well, actually. So mm-hmm. we'll go through these one by one. Uh, keen to hear your thoughts on GWS's tasty early draw. They've got the Bullies, Collingwood, Sydney, Frio, Saints, and Brisbane. Does it make Cornelio, Whitfield, Kelly, and maybe even Green more appealing to you? Now, to be honest, I did not have a look at their early draw. To the, I haven't looked at anyone's early draw to any great extent. No, you haven't gone into that? No, I, uh, I had a little bit of a look. I knew GWS had a good one. I didn't know it was quite that good fantasy-wise, though, because all yeah. those teams do give up fantasy points. Um, so Sydney probably being at? the hardest one. Bulldogs, those can be quite fantasy-friendly games. Collingwood, Collingwood always fantasy-friendly. Yeah. Sydney, probably not. A bit harder. Frio, I think, gave up the most points last <coughs> year. Saints are very fantasy-friendly, and Brisbane, Brisbane can give up a lot of points. So... so um, yes, that, that does make him appealing. We talked about Whitfield earlier, getting DPP status. Do you think that with this start for the first six, that he goes up enough in price to justify picking him as a midfielder? Or do we go stick with what we said and say, leave him, we don't think he's going to go too much up in price, pick him up when he's a defender? I don't mind starting him. Hmm? Yeah, I hmm. mean, it depends where you're going to spend the money. Yeah, true. So... If you've got money left over mm-hmm. after you've finished your team, then upgrading to someone that is probably better. Yeah. But if you want to spend the money somewhere else, <laughs> like would you rather have Whitfield and a upgraded defender or mm-hmm. forward or go with a gun midfielder and a rookie? Yeah, That's yeah. the sort of question it's, you got to ask tough. yourself. Like maybe you could, um, uh, instead of having a really uh, cheaper sort of defender, maybe uh, you could start, instead of like an Angus Brayshaw as that mid-priced defender, you could go, uh, and then a real gun in the midfield. Maybe and you looking could, at a Lloyd or someone. Yeah, maybe a Lloyd or even like a Brandon Ellis or a, um, yeah. a Shane Savage or someone like that in defense, plus Lockie Whitfield in the midfield. Yeah. So um, it's, it depends which way you want to go. Kelly is always a good option. I have no issue I, with starting Kelly either way. I had him in my team to start the year anyway, yeah, but so, this just makes me even more certain. Yeah, so definitely Kelly is Kelly is fantastic. Um Krogs, I love from a draft perspective. I know Kieran plays mainly salary cap. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a, a mate of ours, so I would probably st- I, I steer clear of him in salary cap to be honest. Because yeah, me too. I don't think he's going to go up enough in price to justify him being making you money. I think there's better options, and he's not going to be that one of the midfielders at the end of the year that you've got. Um, Kelly is the man that you should be looking at. I'll, I'll just check how much he is, though. Yeah, um, and uh, let's have a look. See, the other one was Toby Green, and yes, we already mentioned Toby Green tonight. Um, he is a really, really good option if you're looking for a POD in the forward line. How much is Cornelia? Six hundred and sixty-three thousand. So he's in that same bracket as Luke Parker that we were talking about earlier, and I would rather have Luke Parker. Yeah, probably. For, for mine, Luke Parker is the one I would go over Cornelia. Um, but yeah, again. Yeah. Don't, don't or have Aaron Hall is probably around that mark as well. Yeah, we've already talked about it. I'd him. probably rather have Aaron Hall because yeah. his ceiling's higher. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, well, the second part of uh, Kieran's question is, uh, keen to hear if we've identified at the JLT which teams you think will be the most fantasy-friendly this year. Um, oof. I think we've got the old faithful from last year, Collingwood. Collingwood Always. are going to be fantasy friendly. They, it's just the role, the way that they play. Uh, Taylor Adams, Scott Pendlebury, Trelaw, uh, Crisp in the back line, uh, you know, all those guys. Uh, and there's there's more people in the back line, like uh, even Tom Phillips through the midfield, yep. Steel side bottom. Yep. They've got a lot of high scores. But the other good thing about Collingwood is their games are fantasy friendly from both sides, so the yep. other team scores well as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, who are we talking about? Um, Saints and Melbourne both scored mm-hmm. quite well last year. Yeah. Um, I can. I definitely see that happening again. I don't see any changes there. Yeah. Um, Frio gave up a lot of points last year. Mm-hmm. I suspect that will happen again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, in terms of their uh, primary midfielders, Geelong will be good. Uh, the big four midfielders, I think, are all going to be fantastic. Melbourne, we think, are going to be particularly good this year. Mm-hmm. St Kilda, I think, will be more fantasy-friendly this year. For um, me, the big bolter is going to be Carlton. Yeah, I agree. I reckon they're, they've got a lot of good players that are showing a lot of fantasy chops. So yeah. I think they're going to be a good scoring team probably more next year and the year after, mm-hmm. but it might start this year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I hope that helps out, Kieran. Um, we've got one last... I'll go. We've got one last question again, and it seems to be, it always seems to be the way. But we've got another dating question. All right, what which is, is which is reason All right. Um, so just before before you do, disclaimer. Yep. Don't go to us for dating advice. No, don't, don't we, trust what we're saying. We, we told have, you last week. We kind of know what we're talking about with fantasy a little bit to an extent. To an extent. Don't ask don't, us about that. Don't, don't ask it's, us about that. <laughs> my, my girlfriend knows for a fact that that is not a good idea. Anyway, um, question. All right, so um, uh, this is from Alice. Um, wondering, hey, my boyfriend just drafted Jake Strigger in a keeper league, and I'm not sure how we can proceed from here since we live together now. So this will be Alice, uh, a.k.a. Skippy, one of our... Uh, um, Keeper League mate Nick's uh, girlfriends. That's how are you guys? Um, and this is a serious Hope question. Are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, this is a serious question because I don't know if you can trust a man who, who drafts Jake Stringer. Really. Especially when he's Nick. <laughs> no, no, it's a look. I mean, don't base your relationship on AFL fantasy. You know, it's a, you're, you're going down a, a worrying path if you decide to do that. But at the same point, you know, you are dealing with a man who has Jake Stringer permanently in his AFL. Uh, keeper league side, so that's worrying. <laughs> yeah, worrying is the word for it. I have nothing further. No, <laughs> worry again. Don't come to us for dating advice. <laughs> Seriously, guys. Well, that that'll about do us for the podcast this week. Hope everyone enjoyed, and hope your players that you had an eye on with your uh, watch lists actually performed well over the JLT. Um, we'll uh, bonus content. Oh yes, yeah. We've actually. Uh, we're going to step aside for a little bit and we'll see you next week as always. But keep an eye out because later in the week, there'll be a little bit of extra bonus content for those of you that are keen on keeper leads. Just uh, want to... It might be helpful. It might not be. It probably won't be. But, <laughs> but it'll be interesting. Exactly. It's that time of year where this is the last weekend before uh, the season proper starts up. A lot of drafts are going to be happening. So if we can help you out with your keeper league drafts, you know, all the better. So we'll, uh, we'll sign off for the moment. Uh, hope you can uh, tune in later this week and obviously next week as well. 
And uh, if you're popping on iTunes, give us a uh, give us a, a five stars and um, give us a like, give us a review if you want, so that we can. Uh, we'll accept four stars as well. Oh, we'll, we'll accept four stars. You know, it's three and a half. At, at <laughs>